יברכך אדוני וישמרך. יאר אדוני פניו אליך ויחונקה. יישא אדוני פניו אליך וישם לך שלום. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Good morning and welcome to Mornings with Box 2 Radio, a broadcast that is centered around news and views, Bible Q&A, and special guests. Now get ready because it's time to scramble those eggs, brew that coffee, and open that Bible. And let's jump into Mornings with Box 2 Radio. Good morning out there in Radio Land. What a day the Lord has made. This is a day that anything is possible. This is a day that he'll turn it around. And he'll make the impossible possible. Whatever situation you're going through, whatever you're facing, he is more than enough. Amen. And so this is... This is a good day to be alive. I'm thankful that we're born in the kingdom for such a day as this. I don't know about you guys, but I'm stirred, and I know that God's doing tremendous things. Um, Hannah did a great job teaching last night for her first time. Thank you. Yep. I was... I uh, had a lot of scripture to go over, and Ethan said, I don't think you're ever going to get through all that. And I was like, I think I can. I don't think I have enough. And then he was right. I didn't get through it in an hour. Yeah. You did a great job, Brother Greg. How have you been doing? Well, I'm doing just fine, Brother Aaron. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It feels like old, you know, doing just fine, Brother Ron. And so, but no, it's always good on the Thursday crew, excited for it. Who knows what we're going to get into. I know we're going to get into John 17, but before that, we got a few announcements we got to do here. Uh, Of course, there's another gospel concert on the square coming up here on East Main Street, August 19th. 18th, 2023. It'll be the Edwards, Edwards family, Troy Burns family, and the Wilbanks will be there 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. Um, it's free, free concert. Anybody's welcome to come out. It will, betwe- it will be between the Sicilian Bank and the Jack Thomas House. So come on out and be a part of that gospel concert. It's going to be a great time for everybody. Um, again, a free concert, and everybody's welcome to come out and hear some good uh, gospel music. Amen? Amen. And then we've got our Harvest Now Crusades right around the corner, September 10th, 11th, and 12th. Um, what a weekend we had here at Bethel Fellowship and at Madger that evening as well. Brother Lance, it's just a powerful move of God in both places. And um, just seeing the glory of God and uh, my heart's overwhelmed with how many salvations and how many of the harvest is already coming in just in mm-hmm. the last little bit, just seeing them yeah. right and left. And I think we had 12 born again, 10 to 12 um, during VBS. And then we had at least one or two more the next Sunday morning. And then um, just seeing that and just seeing baptism after baptism after baptism. We got two baptisms this week, two more baptisms a week after. Um, and it's just flying off the radar. And that's not just us. It's every church. Amen. I know Brother Greg and y'all had several baptisms just last week in yourself and um, loved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember how many, but uh, the uh, boat ramp was pretty full down there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. It was, it was good. Amen. I love it. I love it. Uh, the majority, you know, it was all uh, children. Uh, there was uh, uh, maybe two adults. Well, one, 
Yeah, he's my friend. I, I'll leave him alone. But yeah, I was gonna say he, he might. He's older than me, but you consider him a child as well. But, <laughs> no, yeah, no. I, I Born again? No. Well, he is a rededication for him. That's uh, awesome. You know, uh, he. Uh, yeah, you know how it is. You go through different things, and when you come through something, when the Lord delivers you, you know, and you're made new, you know, you're re, re, revived. Yeah. Uh, you know, you just, uh, he it put it on him. He wanted to be baptized with them little ones, and that's what he done. So, Amen. I praise the Lord for his work that he does in us, you know, because without his work, where would we be? Exactly. Do you know if he got saved when he was, like, younger? Had it been a while? Uh, so, uh, I, yeah, I, I can't give somebody's testimony. I don't yeah. know. You no, know, you don't I, have to give the whole testimony, well, but I, I was just wondering. because no, I, I don't know. Uh, he, uh, this is a whole total different issue there. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, it's completely different. Yeah. No, it, do, it did remind me, though, that I, I do believe a lot of kids that grow up in church, mm-hmm. or even if you're a teenager, yeah. you get saved when you're a teenager, yeah. but um, during that, you know, that like school age, mm-hmm. um, any time that you're in school, um, I've noticed a lot um, that it is when you get saved before you have the understanding and before you've walked through a lot of different life stages. Right. Like I know for, for me, for example, and I know there's been a lot of other people that have re- rededicated their life to the Lord after they've walked through some things. Yeah. Um, Especially the younger that you get saved, because the younger that you get saved, your spirit is, I mean, I truly believe that your spirit mm-hmm. is saved, that the Holy Spirit drew you. Yeah. But there's that level of understanding understand. and the brain development yeah. And, yeah. and walking through different things that you didn't really know sin before because you get saved. And then as a child, you don't really know sin to the extent that you do when you get older. Yeah, exactly. And so when you yeah. walk through that, um, you have to battle with, you know, condemnation and all of those different things and and sanctification but i i noticed that in my own life but i've noticed it with other people too that time of rededication after it being so many years since you've been saved yeah especially if it was at a younger age we had this discussion in our bible study and i i compare it uh to uh same as taking communion uh you know if the lord lays it on you that you want to express what's going on inside and be baptized. You know, it's uh, the water doesn't do anything, you know, uh, just like whenever we eat crackers and juice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just uh, what uh, it's it's what's going on inside and what you're showing to the Lord. You know, it's just a, a personal uh, expression uh, of what of just appreciation and a, pr- a form of praise yeah. to the Father. Amen. You know, a, a form of worship to the Father. You know, uh, when we take communion, you know, we do this in remembrance of Him. You know, when we be, when we are uh, are baptized, you know, we're doing that in remembrance of Him and what mm-hmm. He's done for us. You know, we, we went down, and now we're resurrected in in Christ. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's an outward expression of an inward cleansing. So, Amen. Uh, yeah. So. I, uh, yeah, it's just a, a form of praise, you know, praise the Lord. So, yeah. Amen. Hey, 
God's on the move. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> All right. We are getting ready to get into some other, um, some John here in a second, and then we're going to cover some more things this morning. Um, Wait, we'll, I do want to make another few announcements real sure, quick. Sure, <laughs> sure. Um, that I forgot about. So Young Adult Group, again, I know I announced it before, and we posted on our Facebook, but that'll be um, this time in the school because we have a few different things going on here um on that monday so it'll be monday the 14th 6 30 and um again invite a friend we had a in my i think any amount of people is a good turnout (laughs) for the group because i really think it's one of those things where you know all are welcome and whoever can be there um we we had a good time the first time um i posted that we had like ages 19 i think front to 32 so um, that's kind of generally, we said also like we were going to invite a teenager that I think that was like 17, um, that was more mature. And we talked about it and we're like, I'm pretty sure if any 17 year old wants to come, then they're probably mature. Like normally they wouldn't just want to come, you yeah. know, with all of those adults unless they, um, have that hunger and desire. So we don't want to count anybody out. Um, we just call it young adults, <laughs> but um, Aaron will be speaking to us this time, so we're excited about that. He has promised baked spaghetti. Um, I I don't know if that's <laughs> that promise still oh, still good. Oh, we'll make it. <laughs> I love food, <laughs> so uh, that'll be good. Um, and we're just trying to be biblical. They went yeah. house from house breaking bread. True. <laughs> Amen. And they continued about the doctor and every apostles' doctrine. So they're they're unlocking the word. They're eating. They're fellowshipping. And we're just Amen. trying to be very biblical with this. I love it though. I really do. So that'll be. Um, I'll update you with the next date. But the next one is Monday, the fourteenth at six thirty, in the school, not in the youth sanctuary this time. And then also we're going to have the Come Out in Jesus Name movie here at Bethel. Um, we're really excited about that. It'll be Friday the 18th at 7 o'clock Central Time. Um, and so we encourage everybody that comes out from any churches, all people, everybody welcome. Uh, bring a like pencil or pen and some paper um, just so you can kind of have some time for self-reflection throughout the movie. And then we're going to have a time of prayer at the end. Um, and so we're really excited about that. Uh if you have any questions about that, like about the content of the movie or anything like that, I have watched the movie. Um, but Joe Taylor and Jacob Swift, they, um, if you want to reach out to them, call the station. We can get you their number. Um, they have done a lot. They've dived into this stuff a lot more. Um, and so they're really excited about this. And um, and we're excited, too. So I just wanted to announce those two things before we got into Amen. Oh, we're in John chapter 7. I wish 17. I wish I could sing. Like, I would just say, we're in John <laughs> chapter 17. I told you yesterday, yeah. if I could sing a sermon, it would go a lot better. Like, I just, <laughs> it's more comfortable. I think I, you should do it sometime, Aaron. Sing a sermon? Yeah. Nobody would. We, we truly wouldn't have anybody come back. Okay, just parts of the sermon, like like the titles hey, or the intro. Brother Ron, he would do it. I've I've listened to yeah, uh, but brother Ron yeah. can sing. Yeah, he sing he sing very well. I thought. Yeah, yeah, he he could actually sing. I couldn't sing my way out of a barrel. I tell you uh, what, I mean, if you're up there and the Holy Spirit takes over, and uh, yeah, it, it won't be you anyways. It'll yeah. be all right. Amen. So, 
I think I've heard that happen to you, Aaron, a few no, times. I don't think so. <laughs> I think I have. The Holy Spirit took over your ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, that happened in Pentecost. Maybe Peter I was, was hearing. Just talking, and everybody understood him. So maybe that's what that's happened. A... That Holy Spirit took over her ears. I was hearing in the Spirit. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't hearing what everyone, <laughs> what everyone else was yeah. hearing. I bypassed that, and I was hearing yeah. the spiritual sound. Yeah, that's um, the heavenly noise. <laughs> yeah, that's probably more accurate. Uh, um, <laughs> it'd have to be if it, if it was me for sure. Uh, <clears throat> All right. Um. Well, let's go there. John chapter seventeen. I think we ended on ten yesterday. Um, so, and it says, and all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And verse 11, I think, is where we're at. And now, now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thy own name those that thou hast given to me, that they may be one as we are. So he's telling them, look, I am going to not be in this world. But these are in the world. He's praying to the Father. And he's saying, Lord, you know I'm coming to you. But you know these I'm leaving here are going to be here. And I'm asking you, um, <clears throat> and I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thy own name those whom thou hast given me. So he's asking the Father to keep them, to preserve them, to protect them, keep them, that they may be one as we are one. So this is the first time we really hear Jesus praying for this us. supernatural unity. For um, us. He's praying for us, um, mm -hmm. but he's he's already starting. We're going to hear this quite a bit, this starting in on make them one. First, he's starting with them, us. And he's saying, as we are one, make them one. And so we're seeing Jesus set the standard here establishing how he's one with the Father. He's going to come to the Father. And when he comes to the Father, he's asking the Father to keep them that the Father gave to him. And, of course, we know that he is more than able. But this is Jesus' prayer that Jesus, that the Father would keep us. And I don't know about you, but that really um, that makes me feel pretty good, knowing that Jesus prayed for me. Amen. Amen. And so, anybody got anything you want to say on that before we move on? I just, you know, this thing says, uh, and now I'm no more in the world, but these are in the world. And it, you know, I, I, I wasn't here, so I got to go back at the verse 9 real quick. Fine. It says, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. All right, so then it says, and now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I am come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thy own name those who thou hast given me that they may be one as we are one mm -hmm. and uh, <clears throat> that they may be one as we are one it's uh, what I see here is trying to bring us all to one mind and one accord that we may all be one as we are one they may be, they may be one as we are one. Let's bring us all together in one mind and one accord. Uh, as, unless I'm just overthinking that, but uh, and but if we are, if we are 
one, the way him and his father are one, and we're all one together. We're all we're all together. Mm-hmm. But if if just like when he's going to go down, he's going to say the one that that uh, the next one. I'll just read verse twelve. While I was with them in the world, I kept in thy name those that thou gavest me. I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. So, uh, he's keeping them all. You remember whenever uh, he had many, many, many followers. I don't know how many thousands or whatever it was, but there were several. And then he he, he gave the analogy uh, of eating my flesh. And he turned and they was all gone. <laughs> Just the 12. And out, out of all of them, is only the 12 that, that remained. And there's always a remnant, and this is the one that they may be one. And I think that's the one who's seeking Jesus. This mm-hmm. is the narrow way. The the few that be there that find it. Amen. Amen. Um, and I think, though, significantly, though, over and over, he's going to pray for us to have this supernatural unity and coming together. Um, and I think he's praying for them to be one as he is with the father, because when we are grafted and we are brought in, it's a, it's by the spirit of God that we supernaturally become family. We are becoming the same DNA. We are becoming like-minded. We are becoming like spirit, one baptism, one faith, one spirit, one Lord. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, and we have to like, we're not called to be. You know, um, looking like each other, acting like each other, but we're called to be one in the spirit mm-hmm. and that we have the same pursuits. We have the same desires in the sense of going after the father. Will all of our personalities be the same? No. Will we all walk out our Christianity the same? No. Will we all, does walking in the spirit look the same for every person? No, no. it doesn't. Like, no. but there's a supernatural but it's the unity. Same spirit. Yes. All these gifts and goes through. But how much but more, how much more does that give glory to the father though? Because nobody, no one other name could unite that many people that are different yep amen like we were created with different personalities different assignments different this for a purpose and then that purpose is for his glory for his shine. glory to yeah. shine because who else what else could connect that many people that are different and would normally be fighting and at yep. war he's the only one that can could connect every single person that's amen. different i love that and i love in verse 11 how it it says um, Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me. His name. Mm-hmm. That they may be one as we are. Yep. Keep through the name that thou hast given, your own name that you have given me. That's just so powerful to me. It's because his name is so powerful. Yep. Name above all other names. Yes, and I love that, you know, this keeping thing is um, the Lord's doing. Exactly. It's, it's not our doing, because ours is filthy rags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Him. It's His work in us. Yeah, and it's Ephesians kind of alludes to the same thing, sealed into the day of redemption. Like, mm-hmm. He sealed me. He's He's marked me. He's kept me. He's protected me. And Jesus is saying, you know, keep them through your name. And then He says in verse 12, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me, I have kept, and none is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Um, 
But now, and I will talk about both verses, but, and now come I to thee. So Jesus said, I'm coming to you, Father, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. So, um, and these things I speak in the world that they might have my joy filled in themselves. And so he's saying, Jesus is basically saying this. I'm coming to you because unless I come to you, my joy, their joy, my joy in them, the joy that I'm trying to give them and get in them will never be complete unless I come to you. And But he says, I know I have kept them in thy name while I was here, but now you're going to keep them. So how does the Father keep them? He's actually going to send the Spirit of God that becomes the seal unto the day of redemption, Ephesians 1 says. And so um, by the Holy Spirit, He's sending him, and that is how the Father keeps them in his name, is that he sends the Spirit of God to mark us, to seal us, to protect us, to guide us, to preserve us. Um, and and it's a beautiful thing that we see this whole um, playing out, I guess you could say. And Jesus, Jesus is basically telling us, like, well, I mean, he's telling his disciples through this prayer because they hear everything he's praying. You know, I'm going to leave, but don't think for a second that you're not going to be guided and shepherded yeah. and protected. See what it, I mean, he's just telling them that this whole time he's like, everybody's, they've all asked him, show me it's the Father, show us the Father. And he's telling him, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And he's saying, nothing that I do, I do of myself, but what I see the Father do. So yeah. everything that Jesus done is because the Father done it in him. And then this goes to chapter uh, uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So it, it's God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So even the want to do his good pleasure comes from God. Mm -hmm. but, uh, we just... We, we, it's not in ourselves that we do this. It's because God has put it in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. Yeah. And that's where his glory is. Because if it was in if we could do it ourselves, why would Jesus have to die? Mm -hmm. It's because of his work in us that his glory shines. And it's nothing of us and it's all of him. <laughs> Amen. All right, we we booking on. We booking on. We're going to finish John today, the whole book. All right, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but if we back up to chapter 12, I mean, back, first set 12, sorry, of chapter 17. While I was with, with them in the world, I kept them my name that thou gavest me, I have kept, and none is lost but the son of perdition. So he's talking there about Judas, just for anybody that's yep. curious. He's saying none is lost except Judas. But Judas wasn't lost because of Jesus. Judas, all the way from John chapter 6, we knew that well, he was a devil, like mm -hmm. Jesus said it. Um, so that's not really a surprise to a lot of people. And I don't. And I think that, but I do think this at this point, when Judas left after Jesus said, one of you are going to betray them, trade me, I would say the other disciples at this point are probably getting an idea like when Judas walked out a few chapters ago, hey, you think he's betraying them? Uh, <laughs> and so I'm sure they're kind of thinking even during this prayer because you got to remember, like, again, for contextual. Well, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm thinking back that. But he says, who I dip this up in mm -hmm. and give to is he. Mm -hmm. And it's like they still don't get it. You know, I, I'm thinking, well, he just told you he's going to dip this bread and this whatever this sop is and give it to the guy that's going to do it. 
And but of course we've got this to read, and we can look back on twenty twenty uh, vision. But you know, it, I'm guilty of being that obvious sometimes too. Like, Lord, give me a sign. Yeah. You know, and then this big old flashing LED sign in front of me. Yeah. Lord, can you give me another just to confirm it? Yeah. You know, it's just, but it's like they still. I don't know. But, I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. the Gideons. Yeah. Um, like, Lord, I need a couple more fleece. This yeah. this isn't cutting it. An angel coming in and talking to me, that's really cool, but I need a little bit more. I mean, right, is this really, real, real, real? Uh, I've yeah. done it's, it. it's true, though. I've done yeah. it, too. Um, We're all guilty. Oh, sure. Yeah. But, uh, but he's saying, but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. And now come I to thee. And these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them my, thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So now he's starting to build this separation, this distinction about them, because he says, I have given them thy word, so what you have given me to tell them to teach, your truth, your word, I have given it to them. And the world has hated them, but that's okay because they're not of the world, just like I'm not of the world. So he's already saying, he's already given us this, this idea because you got to remember, this is kind of a new idea still because the law could cover sin, but the law can never change your nature. And so now Jesus is starting to, to pray this idea like they're not of this world. Wait a second. I'm in the world. I was born here. But Jesus is already dropping the seed, and I bet the the disciples are hearing this and going, "Okay, he just prayed to the Father," and because you know, you know, if you're in the room while Jesus is praying, it's like a continuation of the sermon. Um, I'm probably not talking during that moment. Um, I'm listening, and he, they're probably listening to this prayer, and it, he's dropping this thing of "You're not of the world no more," like. You're of a different world. And he's actually going to show us this in manifestation here in a little while, whenever he gets before Pilate and Pilate talks to him, are you the king of the Jews? Are you this? And he says, my kingdom's not of this world. And so he's trying to drop these seeds to get us to start thinking outside of the realms of just what we know and what we see. And he's saying, you're not of this world. They hate you, actually. They hate the disciples. But that's okay because the ones that they are of is not of the world. They're, they may be in the world, but they are not of the world. And he's starting to, he's starting to push thinking at this point still. He's, still. he's still pushing it, but he's trying to get them to understand that what they're getting ready to step into is bigger than this world. And we have to think higher. Kind of reminds me of part of what I was teaching last night, what Paul was saying in that passage of like that we have flesh, like we're living in this flesh, but we are not walking in the flesh. Yes. Like we're walking in the spirit. Although we're in this flesh, we're not walking in it. Same with the world. Yeah. And I think throughout later on in the epistles, we start to see where Paul, Peter and them start to, to, to show and expound a little bit more on this because you know, they, they use terminology of we're pilgrims, we're passerby, we, this world is not our home, stuff kind of like that. And then, but just because we understand that as a born again believer, I'm now of a different kingdom. 
I have access to a different kingdom. I have access. My, the kingdom that I'm going after is not the kingdoms of this world, per se. I'm going after the kingdom of God manifesting it. And, but then Jesus says this, though. I love this, that he goes there. They're not of the world. But I pray that thou shalt not take them out of this world, but thou shalt keep them from the evil. So he's saying, they're not of this world, but Father, don't take them out of this world. The thing I pray for them is they're kept from the evil one. Um, because even though we're not of this world, we are living in this world. And we're living in this world for an, for a reason. And that is to manifest, to preach the kingdom of God, to tell everybody about the, the gospel of the Jesus, the light of the world. The light. Uh, but yeah. Jesus specifically prays, don't take them out of this world. Yeah, that's but keep powerful. Them. Keep them through. Yeah, keep them from the evil. <clears throat> yep. Keep them from the evil. For they are not. And now, uh, here, I just want to no, specify fine. something here. It says, keep them from the evil. So, does that mean no evil is going to befall them? Does that mean nothing bad is going to happen to them? I don't believe so. I believe what he's saying is keep them from the evil, uh, 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 just the enemy. From taking it, you know the, what I'm saying. The uh, translation being, I have here says the evil one. Yeah, the evil one. Yeah, so it's 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 keep them from the evil. So it's 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 just keeping them from being deceived, keep them from being pulled away from separated from God. You know, it, it's holding. It's when he talks about uh, being held in the Father's hand, no man can pluck him out. This is that prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's probably a stopping point before the first break here. Uh, that's a good one because we'll transfer from keep us from evil into sanctify them. So uh, it sounds a lot like yesterday of, you know, keep cleaning the house, but then we're going to fill the house eventually because mm-hmm. you can't keep the house empty. Amen. Amen. Well, here's what we did yesterday. We didn't finish the first question. Um, well, the second question. Because we read this one, and so I'm trying to get all my papers right here. What king of Judah had his birth and reign foretold to King Jeroboam? What king of Judah had his birth and reign foretold to King Jeroboam? 270-257-2689. That's the number you call in. You get your name in every two weeks here on the Mornings of Box 2 Radio Network, um, the broadcast, so that you can get your name in every two weeks so you can get in for the drawing. Um, I'm not for sure what we're drawing for this week yet. i got to figure – I mean, next week we had the two, two backpacks last week that Brother Wells won, and we're um, – I'm going to get with him and – figure out how to get these backpacks to him so he can do all the schoolwork he wants to do. All <laughs> right. Um, but right now we're going to take a break. We're going to be back here with uh, more Bible discussions, Bible questions. Let me just say this before we go. If you have any Bible questions, we'd love to answer those. So you can text me at 270-230-6337. Until then, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back here after this song. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? 
is an underwriter of the mission of Box 2 Radio Network. They offer residential and commercial cleaning services, stripping and waxing services to the Grayson and Breckenridge County areas. For more information, their number is 270-230-7407. Thanks again to JCE Cleaning Services on being an underwriter of the Box 2 Radio Network. All right, we are back in. We still don't have an answer for that trivia question. We will uh, open it back up after the break here. Um, I mean, at the next break. And so <clears throat> it's good stuff. I had um, uh, one gentleman 
I'll say it like that, called in and asked a Bible question during the break. And so we may talk a little bit about that because I think it would be pertinent for a lot of people to, um, to, you know, have a discussion about this kind of stuff. But we don't, we try not to shy away from questions. Now, if we don't know it, I'll just say, I really don't know it. And I'll try to figure out an answer for it. And just like whenever we had the question that Jason brought in the other day about the, um, you know, one gospel says that there was one man driven had legion driven out and there was another one matthew said i think there was two men that come out of the tomb so which one was it and so something like that we talk about and uh you know we came back and you know established some things about it but we 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 will try our hardest to come back with an answer if we don't know one on the off the fly but i love questions i love questions too um i think they're good but um, the question was, you know, whenever Jesus talks about, I think it's in, is it in Matthew? I, I, I should know this off the top of my head. I don't, if the right hand offends you, cut it off. And, you know, if your eye calls you just in, pluck it out kind of deal. And now is he talking about that literally? Um, you can take that with what you want. Uh. <laughs> well, here's my thing. If you cut your hand off and your mind's still the same, you've just lost your hand. You, you still, uh-huh. the issue's still there. So what it is, you know, when it's talking about cutting these things off, it is the the root. When it talks about uh, the, the axe is laid to the root, you know, you have to cut off the source of that thing that your hand, right hand is reaching for. You know, you got your right hand, that's the things that we do are just symptoms of what's going on inside. You know, and if you don't take care of what's going on inside, you'll figure out a way to do something with your right arm then if your hand's gone because you still haven't fixed the problem. You know, it's uh, the the issue is within. And he that has an ear, let him hear. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, these, these things that he spoke uh, is for his sheep because his sheep hear his voice and they, they know. And and these things are, are you know, uh, like he told the woman at the well, the time has come and it is at hand that we worship neither here or on this mountain, but, or, I don't know, I'm, I'm butchering, but anyway, he says we worship God in spirit and in truth. And the truth is, the thing that your right hand is doing is because of something in your heart's wanting it to do it. And that is the issue. Mm-hmm. It's a spiritual thing, and it's the, and you have to be true. Have to be in spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. Amen. And yeah. only God can truly, only the Holy Spirit can help us with that, and yes. only God can deliver us from whatever that is in our yes. heart or our mind. Yes. Yeah, so don't cut your arms off. But we can place. cut off those stumbling blocks, though. Yes. We can remove the things that we're reaching for. We can remove the things that are, you know, that's something that is in our control that we can yeah. do. But ultimately, it's not going to get. Yep. The f- problem won't be fixed until the Lord yep. um, heals or uh, delivers us from that thing. Because he demands, or he would rather have obedience than sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So you can sacrifice your hand, you're still not going to be obedient. That's true. You can cut all these stuff away, but you still want these things, and you still lust after these things. You know, you still the issue is still there, still remains. The you root. Could, yeah, you could lock yourself in a room and never do anything. And the roots still be there growing. It's in yeah. your heart and uh, in your mind. And it's a seed that's been planted in your mind. It has to be dug up from the root. And only 
only the Lord can do that. But the fact of the matter is, if you find yourself uh, and, and these things, this thing that is offending you, that is the Lord working in you to reveal the thing that's not right in you. Mm. So, again, just like, you know, uh, until he reveals it to us, if something that you are doing offends you and it's something that you don't want to do, God is revealing that to you and he's working that out of you. And you'll get to a point where you uh, can accept his grace and his mercy. His grace is sufficient and his mercy is new every morning. And eventually, when you realize you can't overcome it in yourself and you finally surrender to him and let him have that thing, which it is that your hand is doing, his grace and and mercy will take over and that thing will go away. Amen. Now, the question was not that. Um, oh, I thought that was the question. The question was precursor with that. Okay. But does that, the question was, that does that apply to those in the church that's causing people to sin? Or, um, you know, if there's somebody that is causing the disruption or out of whack or disunity or anything like that, do we cut that off too? Well, do you like, want, do you we want this? cut you it off to... the person or... Uh, Yes. So what do you say about the wheats and the tares? So let them grow together. So how many times we got to forgive our brother? All right. But again, I mean, a guy coming in, yelling at you while you're trying to preach. I mean, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's that's very disruptive. You know, I guess there's a, uh, I don't know where the line is. Well, let's talk about this verse specifically, like the yeah. context of it. What is this verse telling us to do? Yeah. Well, this this verse is targeting sin in our life. But in our own, right? Yeah. It's talking about personal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there is, now if we want to contextually talk about it, is there ever, ever a time where we actually do say excommunicated person from the church? Yes, there is. Like mm-hmm. biblically, there is permissibility for that several times throughout scripture. Yeah, and it, and it gives us uh, Matthew 18 and then Corinthians, Paul did it. Yeah, it tells us how to do it. Like, yeah. you know, first um, with Matthew what? 18 verse 15 through 20 is where it's at. Okay. Um, and basically if a, if a brother has sinned against you, if there's sin there, yeah. then the first thing you're supposed to do is, well, let's just read it. Um, let me find it. I'm going to read from the ESV. Um, See, just give me a second. Oh, just you guys don't have to use the King James just because I show um, up. I'm just no, saying. No, we. <laughs> it, it, oh, it, I don't. I have CSB. Okay. Um, <laughs> if your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others with you, and every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. And if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen to even to the church, let him to be to you a Gentile or a tax collector, which in reality in their thing is saying they're separate. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they're they they're not going to be able to walk with you. Yeah. And truly, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything to ask, it will be done for them by the Father in heaven. But he's he's talking about unity at that point because yeah. you're guarding the unity. Mm-hmm. But there is a time 
that if they're if somebody's living an open sin or their sin against you or they you know there's true sin there mm-hmm. and they're unwilling to repent like this is the thing it's not yeah. that they've sinned to get them out it's they're unwilling to repent yeah it's continuing it shall yes. we continue in sin god forbid yeah you know we don't and we Paul, can't condone it paul dealt lifestyle. with that in corinth with the guy who were who was having a an inappropriate relationship with his mother-in-law. I guess you could say that's the best way to say it on the air. Um, and they tried to get him to stop. Paul had to come in and deal with this guy. Yeah, like it's one of the reasons Paul actually came to a Corinth was seemingly to look like he did. Uh, he he to deal with the, he was to deal with this guy, and they did excommunicate him, mm-hmm. but it was for the salvation of his soul. Yeah. Um, now, if you go to like some other churches in the p- church history, they excommunicated just because people didn't believe like him. Yeah. And like, well, you are heresy. You're this. You come against the pope. You come against that. Yeah. And you're gone. And we're going to. And honestly, a lot of times in those excommunications, there's a lot of death. So that's not what this scripture is alluding to. Yeah. Whenever the excommunication did happen, it was for the sake of godly repentance and transformation. And it, it is not saying to me that they aren't allowed to come around, that they're ostracized at such a point. Because like. If the Gentiles walked into the city, they didn't run away the other way. Yeah. But what it was was fellowship. So, like, if you were in this sin in the church, you could not participate in communion. You could not participate in baptism. You could not yeah. participate in the fellowship of the church because you're not in right standing with the Lord. Right. Um, and so this is what they were talking about here. Now, I think the could they come to church or anything, I think that's going to be contingent upon what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, and... I'm with you because as it's one thing of it, people we go through things, you know, I mean, we're all messed up and we need the Lord to fix us, you know, and some people it seems like you have a harder shake than others. And, uh, and we can't just cast them out, but we can't condone them either, yes. you know? So we have to in love somehow, you know, just let his light shine in us, but we can't, uh, we can't, I mean, Jesus didn't point his fingers at the sinners, you know. He 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 showed them love and compassion, and I, you know, it's a very yeah. I mean, it's it's a hard deal because there's no way I'm going to stand there like at a service and some guy yelling at the preacher while he's trying. You know, I can't. I'm not. Yeah. He, the Lord's going to have to work on me on that part because yeah. I can't sit there and be quiet. <laughs> you know what I'm it's, saying? It's something uh, like yeah. that. Well, there is yeah. an order to that. I mean, if that's yeah. happening, and especially if it's a manifestation or something mm-hmm. like that, I mean, yeah. there should be action that's taken place. Because, yeah. I, I mean, we the Lord's word that's being spoken should not be, you know, disrupted. Yeah. So there is yeah. a course of action. Well, but, I mean, there's times that, you know, I've never practiced this kind of self-discipline church discipline like in the say this car i've never dealt with a case that went this extreme yeah um this is a very rare case like this isn't very something now um but i don't think like i do think we have to make a standard distinction between godliness and ungodliness Mm -hmm. and we do have to start setting some maybe making some difficult decisions about who's doing what like if there's somebody especially in leadership that's not living and they're living in an open sin, an yeah. unrepented open sin. They're yeah. not even fighting. Like, if they're fighting it, if they're trying to get through it, that's one thing for yeah, me. Yeah, if they're battling, I mean, they're if, in a battle, they're in a battle. If they're in a war with it, yeah. but if, they're, if they've learned to walk with it and there's no conviction and there's no yeah. repentance, you know, there's eventually some some point we're going to have to say you cannot partake in this kind of yeah. fellowship. I mean, we're not going to yeah. keep putting you here. And I, But I think there's that 
there's that um, steps laid out for us right there. First, we should go to them and mm-hmm. talk to them. Then we should bring some other people with us and talk to them. And then if that's it, then, you know, you bring them, you bring it before the church and people say, well, that sounds weird, but this is what they did. And um, I think it has to be done completely in love, but I've never been that far yet, though. <laughs> and so I'm very glad yeah. I haven't. Uh, You've only been to the two or three. I've done yeah. one or two a couple of times. And well, actually, more than a couple of times. But. You know, and, and it's one thing, you know, for the most part, I mean, a lot of people, they, uh, it's, it, they, they, some most of the time, it's, they're confused. You know what I'm saying? They they believe one way or the other or something like that, and and they uh, and and they're just uh, whether they're confused or they're deceived or something like that. But you know, I, I and I've never experienced what I've described. You know, somebody just outright being that way. But I have dealt with different people who uh, who's either uh, young uh, and just you know learning, and then also. I've had people who are just, uh, they read the word and they, they have this set this way and that's just it. They're not moving, you know, and, uh, and, and it's this, 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 this with no, it's like they, they have all these things, but they don't have love, you know, and what it is, what's the main thing we got to have. So we deal with different, different things differently, you know, but the main thing is we need to be Christ-like. Yes, uh-huh. and we need to seek the Lord and how the Lord would handle this. You know, we need to seek His guidance and 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 seek a word from Him, and and not go in it of ourselves. Yeah, you know, I think because our first reaction is never good. <laughs> you know, I what think I'm an important thing response. over the break, uh, Greg and I were talking about um, how their worship team has like a Bible study together and how they like they communicate with each other throughout the whole week. Um, on a group text and I think even that like in leadership teams and stuff at church like that kind of helps unity yeah unity Unity. it helps to open up to one another to ask for prayer things like that because I think when a team is not um, like in communication a lot and you're not don't have that relationship where you're pretty close with each like member each uh, leader I think that it makes it easier for if someone is sinning than for them to want to hide it and like keep it from the other people in the group but i think the more accountability we have like that like with the bible study or the you know practicing together more than just once every you know just being intentional about that community aspect of it i think these things become well things come to light a lot more (laughs) yeah our our bible study like i said it's like a council session (laughs) that's what you know we come in there and and uh, we just we just share with each other what's going on, what we're dealing with, what we're struggling with, and we just we're just real. Yeah. And and we we bring a word. Uh, you know, some some days we won't have a word. Some days, some days, you know, we're just uh, broken. You know, with with the weight of the, of our struggles. You know, and. We were made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. You know, a wise woman once said that to me. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, anyways. Uh, but, no, and that's what it is. You know, we uh, we stick together. And this goes back to this right here. I mean, man, that just really sticking out to me here in verse 11. It says, I come to thee, Holy Father, keep keep through thine own name those who I has given me, uh, 
those that thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are one. And, you know, and this is just coming a lot. This is coming to me now. And, and you brought up my, our praise team there. I mean, we, uh, you know, we, we just share, you know, we share and what we're dealing with and, and what, what, uh, what we battle, you know, and because if we, if we don't, one of us will be in a, have a bad day, a bad struggle or whatever will come in and, and we'll just be standoffish. Well, then that gives the enemy room to work because we don't discuss it. Mm-hmm. The other one thinks he's mad at them and this and that. You know how it goes. It's wildfire the way it is. And uh, through trials and tribulation, we've got to this point here to where we're just open and we're just saying, hey, this is what's going on, you know, uh, this, that, whatever, you know. And uh, we're just, we just, we're all there to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Nobody's in it for the self. And we, we all come to realize that we all got issues. There ain't none of us walking around here without something going on sometime. And, uh, and we need each other. Now, I think it's important to say about Matthew 18 and what we're talking about, though. This is not to unbelievers. This is not to people visiting the church. I wanted, no. <clears throat> I wanted to bring that up. It's yeah. to people yeah. that are born again, the ones that are walking in the fellowship of the church. Because yeah. the, the unbelievers going to do what unbelievers do. Yes. Yeah. Um, That's what they do. That's and what they so are. somebody's yeah. been to the church for two months and something like that or even a month or whatever that's not the time to you know go after them immediately like this <laughs> is the time that we we yeah. disciple and we this we're talking about seasoned saints who's been there for a long time um and there's been a period of time for sanctification to happen for yeah. consecration to take place for holiness to start being rooted yeah and um but this is something that when if a church ever does do this you should do very cautiously you could have, you should do very prayerfully and you should do absolutely in love and with intention like your 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 motivation is edification it's not for tearing down so this is not a way you get your vengeance or you get your um pride felt pride field like yeah. this is it ain't you, about you this is, exactly it's not about you and you have to do this in humility and you have to do yeah. this in love and mercy but there is times I do believe that this should take place in the church. Yeah. And, um, but I mean, even when we do communion here and we don't do it as much as we probably should, I get that. Um, cause I think communion is significant, but, um, I'm very bl- open and very blunt that if you are in open, rep- unrepented sin, I'm not talking about you have a struggle. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. there's something battling with, I'm talking about unrepented sin. You do not take communion. Yeah. You do not take, you do not like for one, Paul warned you about that. You could be drinking sickness or death unto yourself. Um, but you know about that, what that is, is, is if you're going to well, talking about, let's talk about that communion and taking it on, you know, into sickness. So if you're living that way uh, in unrepentant sin and, uh, and you t- partake of that, communion with God what that that sickness is is you've just deceived yourself and and thinking that you can live how you want to and be in communion with God and you've just deceived yourself and and that is one thing that's hard to return from you know and I believe that that is the sickness that he's talking about there because yes we got to be real 
You know, yeah. we, we got to call it what it is. And, you know, if it's and God sin, already sin, knows, so that's... You're not tricking him. <laughs> yeah. That's disrespect to him. And yeah. Well, in the context of that, chapter, that verse, though, it's the Corinth church. Yeah. And the Corinth church had taken what should have been communion, which communion for them would have been different than us, for sure. Yeah. They didn't have a prepackaged cracker. They didn't have all that. <laughs> yeah, all uh, they did not do thing. Welch's grape juice. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> honestly, you, signed a, you find a lot where... The communion wasn't done in a service. It was done at home. It was done from house to house. It was mm-hmm. done when fellow saints got together. So when Hannah and Ethan was over last night eating bologna, egg, and cheese sandwich, <laughs> we could have took the bread off the sandwich, a piece of it, and taken communion together. Yeah. But that's kind of what they were doing. I now, it expedited, though. And it actually turned into sexual morality. It turned into love feast. Oh. It turned into chaos. It turns into parties. It turned into all these. And they were actually drinking and partaking of the Lord's Supper in an unholy way and also oh themselves being unholy. And Paul was saying, you are drinking death unto yourself because yeah. you're making a mockery. You're blaspheming. You're, you're doing things that are unholy and expecting to partake of his goodness and his blood mm. and his mercy and his gift. Um, and so he's warning them, stop it. Like, this had become out of control. And the Corinth church is out of control, period. And the problem is, it seems like the, the Corinth church was actually Paul's baby. Like, Paul loved the Corinth church. And the Corinth church, at one time, seemingly looked like it was strong because they had spiritual gifts. Hmm, but the problem. Kind of like the Israelites. Well, it, it's, <laughs> it was like they were all practicing spiritual gifts. Yeah. And then it got chaos. Yeah. And Just, then it went. Like the Israelites, you know, the, for a little bit they'd walk right and they'd do good. And then next thing you know, they're messing up again. So, I think that's a prime example, though, like when we, when we focus too much on the gifts and we don't have, we're not seeking the gift giver first yeah. and not letting him chastise us and, you know, all those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Uh, Josh says... Josh Newton says, and I also think we should push past just being a team to a body because the body knows when another part of the body is hurting or not up to full power. Yeah. Yeah. I think when we understand the concept that we have become one, like Jesus prayed for us in John 17, that we are together and we weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. And if one of us is hurting and it doesn't matter if you, it's not just when your fellow Bethelites or your fellow Clarkson community or yeah. your fellow Wilson home or your fellow Madger are hurting. It's when the body is hurting. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, I was driving in E-Town the other day and I know this is going to sound stupid to a lot of people, but I was in E-Town, you know, Severance Valley right there. Well, if you look across the road, there's a new Dollar General and mm-hmm. right behind this Dollar General is a church. I think it was a church of God church. I'm not for sure. And I just started to think about all these little churches and I started to think how many churches we have. It is a lot. No, oh, yeah. We have a, this is in Grayson County. We have a ton of churches. Church, 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 church here, church here, there, church there, church here, church everywhere. <laughs> it's just churches everywhere. And, you know, I started thinking in the car, I know it sounds stupid, but it's like, these are my brother and sisters in Christ, and I have no idea who they are. I have no idea what what's going on at the, I have no idea about anything. And I'm just thinking what a tactic of the enemy to divide us to such an extent that we really don't know, like, Unless we're with the people from just ours, like we don't, and I'm not saying that we should go to different churches. I think you should have a local church you serve in Mm -hmm. because you need to grow, you need to mature, and you need to have that, that 
boat around you, those people in your boat that's there, like what you're talking about. You all are for each other, Greg. You are talking. You're opening up. Yeah. But we always got to remember this thing is bigger than a church. It's yeah. the church. Yeah. Amen. And, and see, and that's the thing, too. We, uh, you know, you got to go to your Samaria and your, uh, I don't know. Judea. Your, Judea. Yeah. So, all, and you will tell your brothers and sisters in Christ for the love that they have for one another. So, whenever you meet somebody that you've never met, you're going to, you're going to pick up real pretty quick. You know, the spirit's going to, going to, you know, it's, you're either connect or you'll disconnect or you'll have that discernment, you know, when you meet somebody new and you, and, and if it's a brother and sister in Christ, you're going to feel the love of Christ. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think, Oh, we're at our yeah. heartbreak, but heartbreak, denominations, yeah. maybe we can talk a little bit about that. Like, yeah. I think that's one thing that divides. Well, we know what Jason called them one time. <laughs> Demonation. He misspelled yeah. the word. Demonation. <laughs> Hannah said, "What is this?" Oh, demonation. That was, was like my first day it was here. The first morning she's ever on. She says, "What's demonations?" Demonation. I mean, I know what demonations are, but I was like, "That's a little harsh <laughs> this morning." Yeah. Man, yeah. get in there, fired yeah. up, right way. All right, yeah. um, but okay, we will because. I think the enemy has done a very good job yeah. dividing us. Well, and yeah. the thing about it is, I mean, we're, the Lord will have to gather that somehow, you know, because he puts in place where you are, you know, and uh, and he builds what's there. I, I don't know how I would go, you know, I, I've got to be where, where he's put me, and, yeah. or, you know, I can't. Go bounce around everywhere else, yeah. but I will when if I show up somewhere, I will know my brother and sister in well, Christ without. Let's say this, and we'll, yeah. we'll unpack it more. Yeah, go ahead. I'm not talking about we should be bouncing around. I don't think yeah. we should. I think we need to be. I think God has us in a place to serve yeah. local bodies. Um, just going to different churches is not the dividing thing. Yeah. That's I, that's not what I mean. No. It's that we're there's those walls mm-hmm. separate us sometimes, and. And what I mean, oh gosh, it's hard to say this because um, I don't want to. Hey, let's go to the break and then say. Yeah, when we come back, you hold it's on to hard. it. Yeah, it's hold hard. on to it. Hold on um, to it. Cause, okay. All right, I'll go, do it. Yeah, go to the break. <laughs> what king of Judah had his birth and reign foretold to King Jeroboam? What king of Judah had his birth and reign foretold to King Jeroboam? We'll be right back here after the break on Morning Box 2 Radio with the Box 2 Radio Network. Box 2 Radio Network, WBFI 91.5 FM, McDaniels, Litchfield, Kentucky, WBFK 91.1 FM, Highsville and Glasgow, Kentucky, WBFI 98.3 FM, Owensboro, Kentucky. More people are starting their mornings with us. Well, it's definitely uplifting. It brings inspiration.
Welcome back in after the break. Still don't have an answer for that question. Um, so we'll just skip that one and do a new one after the um, next break. That one was Josiah, what king of Judah had his birth. I should have said it. And reign foretold of King Jeroboam. Josiah, you were right, Hannah. How about that? First Kings 13.2. So we'll read a new question after the next break and move keep moving on with the... Can I get in the drawing if I don't... Can you drive... I don't know. If I don't see the paper. Um, 
I think that's against the rules. I think you you got to call in. Yeah. You can't text <laughs> oh, or yeah, speak true, on the microphone. True. You have you to call, call in. in. Yeah. I'd right. have to go out on break. And... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> go outside and call in. <laughs> Wait, but you accept it when people actually come in here too, right? Like when they... Wait. I don't know if I've ever had anybody come in before. Really? Or nobody that's like here already and then they come in and... No, nah, they can't. That's cheating. Great. All right. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to upset these waters. (laughs) All right. Um, I'm just kidding. All right. So let's continue on this unity thing. So it's not that I think just because we go to different churches, that's Mm -hmm. the division. But like. It's like we live in different worlds because. If I'm Baptist, I can't associate with you because you're Methodist. And if you're Methodist, I can't do it because you're Pentecostals. And if you're Pentecostal. And if that's the case, then you're not in the mind of Christ anyway. So, and you can tell your brothers and sisters for the love they'll have for one another. So if they, your brother and sister are going to love you regardless of what, if you're a Catholic or what have you. If we're being honest though, with ourselves this morning, do we let that kind of, like, I'll be honest. I don't really, not that I'm, okay, I'm not making a point to do it. Like, it's not in my mindset, like, I won't associate with another denomination. But I do catch myself gravitating towards those in the same, like, non-denominational. Okay. Um, When I'm, like, visiting a church or, you know, going to an event or something, usually, unless I'm invited or something Mm -hmm. like that, or someone asks me to sing or come speak for something, you know, then I'm not usually gravitating gravitating towards it. So I think that would be a little bit different than what we're what I think I'm trying to say because I'm more or less saying like I know people that will tell me I'm not born again because I wasn't yeah. born again in their denomination. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah that, that's and extreme. See, that's, and that's not the. I mean, you tell your brother and sister Christ for love to have, and yeah. that doesn't sound like love to me. No. Yeah. So. That doesn't sound like a brother and sister in Christ to me. Yeah, I actually so. got born again when I was 18, um, and I probably needed to be born again about 18,000 times after that. But I did it when I was 18, um, and I remember telling this guy that I knew from another church. I ain't going to say church names mm-hmm. or anything. That's not my prerogative here. But um, but basically he told me that I wasn't born again because I didn't get saved at their church, and they didn't baptize me. So because well. that happened, then I'm not really uh, if that's the case, then then I didn't get born again anyway because I wasn't in church. Period. I mean, well, we're I both in bad luck here. Yeah, because <laughs> I I got saved across from the water tower on Highway 401 in Hudson at that little uh, farmhouse. If you go through, there's got two front doors. Hey, if you go through the about. right, yeah. If you go through that right door, take about three steps forward and five steps to the right, right there. I'll join that's the club. I got <laughs> saved at home when I was yeah. like four years old so no. so see we don't fit in there so what we, we we can't go to his church but i guess that. i guess what i was trying to say though is like i know that's not like we're not sinning by you know not going to these different churches but i do think we could um do a better job of like coming together even with different denominations i guess that's where i was trying to get to is like yeah. i know that those of us in this studio right now like we want that like we yeah. we're not just going to count somebody out because they're not they're in a certain denomination um but i think we could all as a whole do better at like coming together um yeah. in different ways and i think we have seen 
like we have seen things like that, like, well, like with National up. Day of Prayer, Man Up, yeah, man up. Yeah. Uh, different events one, that we have. Is, uh, women of Worth, is that what it is? Uh, there was a Women of Worth, yeah. Coffee with Jesus, yeah. um, different things like that. And I think the Lord will use those things to kind of unite different yeah. um, denominations and things like that. But I think we've all been guilty of like there are certain denominations that doctrine is a bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, Different. if there's doctrine that's like straight up going against, yeah, like, that's man. Well, that's the essentials. Yeah. If there's an essential issue, that's a different story. Yes. Yeah. If it's like, I can honestly, I mean, you know, I believe in having a prayer language, but I could, I mean, I, I'm not offended to go to church somebody that doesn't. So, yeah. but now if you sit there and tell me the blood's not enough and you got to do this work plus that work plus that work, yeah. and then finally you get in. Now I got some, I got some issues with you. Well, I, for one, I've never spoken tongues. Ever, uh, and I, I mean, the spirit moves in me, and he reveals things to me that that's just you know. Uh, but I have no issue with if I if I'm there and 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 I hear someone praying in tongues, I have no that you know I'm, I you know what I'm saying it, it may mm-hmm. hit me one day and I may do it I don't know but I just you know uh, we all. When you read through that list of gifts, it's all from the same spirit. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. and and yeah. so. Doesn't who, it say that not all will? I think Corinthians Paul says 14 that. says that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, and, and, my, and what, what I, some people get hung up on these things. And I believe when you're hung up on these things, you're missing Christ. You're not focused yeah. on what you should be focused on. You know, you're not looking at Christ. You're looking yeah. at other things. Yeah. And when you look at other things, that's when you fall in a ditch. You, you know, um, what changed my mindset on this was um, it was probably about five, six years ago. I got to go asked. I got asked to go preach a night of revival at a denomination that I never thought I would preach at. <laughs> Honestly, I never thought I would step church. In a <laughs> part. I would never thought I would step yeah. foot in a church like this. No less preach at the church. Yeah. And so they called me and I said, are you sure? Like, like, <laughs> like are, you, are you positive? Like, uh, <laughs> I just want to double check. Like, I believe this. Oh, yeah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Somebody tell us about you. and We just want you to come and preach to us. Was, I mean, it was about an hour and a half away in, mm-hmm. in Glasgow and uh, get there. And there's about, you know, there's probably uh, 25, 30 people there. And I just go for it. I went for it and I didn't do it like a malicious way. I just preached like I always preached and revival broke out that night and just the glory of God fell. And I think I even went back and uh, preached a Sunday morning for the pastor when he was gone on vacation one time. Oh, good. And so, but, but me, I was actually going into it thinking like there was this thought in my head, like I was already creating these divisional walls because they don't believe like Mm. me or they don't see this like me or, you know, they're kind of... That's so easy done, too. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It is. And the Lord blew me out of my box that night and yeah. said, you don't know what I'm going to do with anybody at any <laughs> given time. And yeah. so, yeah, brother, that's, uh, awesome. that's true. Yeah. Uh, and we never know, like, even though there are these walls of certain denominations and, like, they have strict beliefs and things like that, there could be people in that church that are hungry yeah. and, like, are actually being set apart from the rest of the people yep. in that, te- like, the whole of that denomination. Because I've seen that, like... I've seen God raise up people in denominations mm-hmm. that I never expected him to raise up people and I could see hunger in them. And I think, 
I don't know. I, I pray for some, a lot of these denominations a lot that like the ones that are hungry and wanting to go deeper with the Lord, that he will give them the courage to be able to step out and not just go along with not conform to complacency yeah. and things like that. Well, he's a rewarder to those that diligently seek him. And also he says that he will help you believe a lie. So it's the intent of your heart and what you're looking for is what you'll find. Yeah. So if you're seeking things for yourself, he'll help you find those things mm-hmm. and he'll let you fall off that cliff. Or if you're seeking him, he's going to, he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. He, he looks at the intents of the heart. So when we get in these things, what are we really looking for? You know? Yeah. And the, I am not um, upset if we all see Scripture a little bit different. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think that what when the only time it upsets me, and when I say upset, I'm not like mad like or argue. <laughs> it's just it actually almost heart breaks your heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Is when you see people that like they just want to yell about it. Like there's oh, yeah. you know it's they, like I mean I'm passionate about doctrine, mm-hmm. but I've never yelled over Scripture. Yeah. You know I've never sit across the room somebody and yelled at them. You're a heresy. Uh, you're a heretic. Get out of this house. Like, you yeah. know. Um, in my early, you know, in my early before, you know, before the Lord made me gentler, you know. Uh, Did you kick some people out? No, oh. no, no. But I, I would, though, I would experience that, um, that hostility. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And uh, and I would. I, I'm guilty of that, you know. So I, I know firsthand what that's like. And that's not of the Lord. Mm-mm. It's not. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, so I mean, he's he's changed me, and he he showed me these things, and uh, and I've learned that hey, uh, you're an idiot, and uh, you don't know everything. <laughs> I do. <laughs> That's basically how he talked to me. <laughs> and I'm talking to myself. I'm not calling yeah. about. I'm talking about Greg Carwell. <laughs> so you know, I have yeah. heard people say yeah. that God spoke to him and said stuff like that. I'm like. I didn't know yeah. God said stuff like that, but well, maybe, maybe I mean, depending on. No, I've heard other people that literally yeah, are like, "God yeah. called me an idiot." I, he like, did, you know, he did. I'm just that's that's my paraphrasing. You know, know whenever whenever he reveals things that, that how must foolish be the passion translation. Well, <laughs> whenever he reveals how foolish I was, you know. That's just me myself, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. expressing the foolishness that the God showed that God showed me that I was. Yeah. Well, it so might that's be me. your own translation yeah, in your mind. Own, yeah. yeah, that's my that's well, my translation. Well, I think the significant thing around this is that when you de- when you're talking about scripture, yeah, I think for a lot of people, especially when we go into think to, with people that has different opinions or different mm-hmm. interpretations, that we go in there just wanting to prove we're right. Exactly. See, that's where I was. But I and, want to edify. Yeah. Like, I want us to build up. And that's where I'm at now. Because yeah. you just saying, if you win an argument, you just win an argument. But if you can build somebody and we can unravel revel, mm. revelation and yes. and the spirit of wisdom revelation can edify operate through us and, build, and edify. Yes. I mean, mm. I've sat across the table from people who were talking to them about universalism and you know i may aggressively pursue against it here mm-hmm. on the morning like i'll tell you flat mm-hmm. out 
But if I'm sitting across an individual who's preaching it, I'm a lot more gentle yeah. because I'm, 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 I want that person to know that I love them. I want yeah. that person to know I'm hearing them, but I don't want the person to think yeah. I'm believing with them. But my, my goal is not to win the argument. My, my yeah. goal is for scripture to prevail and yep. truth to be revealed. And, um, but I think so many times, I, especially my young my younger days. I'm still claiming to I'm young. Uh, you in my younger young. days. You are young. What, how old are you? 36. Yeah, you uh, are you're young. still 60, in the young adult group. 63. Um, all right. So, but in my younger, younger days, I think I just wanted to win arguments. Yeah. I think I wanted, me. I think I, I wanted think to prove that, that I knew too. more. I did this. And, and nowadays, I don't care if I'm the dumbest person in the room. Yeah. I don't care if I'm the biggest, what did you say, idiot in the room <laughs> or the most ignorant. I just want us yeah. to learn. Like, yeah. I want us to learn from the scripture, not from Aaron or anybody else. And I think that's a progression. You know, that's that's as you learn. Like, I, the Lord downloaded me all, all kinds of these things, you know, and I didn't know what to do with them. You know, this is a few years, you know, and, uh, you know, it took a lot of uh, trial and error, <laughs> you know, just... Uh, you know, I knew what it said, and I thought that's what it meant. But just knowing what it says and knowing what it means is two different things. He only he can give the re- revelation. Yeah. So, you know, he he set me down, and I kind of went over, and I got all what it said in me. Well, then I was just like full of hot air. Basically, that's all it was. You know, I I had all this what it said in there, but I didn't have the revelation of what it meant. And then over time, when I wasn't looking for answers is when I'd get answers and revelation, mm-hmm. you know. So from from what I read, say, six months ago, and I didn't really understand or I thought I understood, I'd hear a guy preach and maybe one verse or one word would spark something in oh, that. Yeah. And it would take me back to whenever that was, and he would reveal something in that to me. Yeah. So, you know, until that point... I was like what you described. I was just wanting to win arguments. Well, this says this. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. what this says. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Saul of Tarsus knew what it said, but he didn't yeah. know what it meant. So. Yeah. And there, you know yeah. the difference of when, like, you're hearing preaching and it's the person giving their opinion about mm-hmm. it or, you know, at speaking from themselves or the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. revealing through their mouth. Like, the yeah. Holy Spirit revealing the word to you in that moment. Yeah, And it's can, completely different. Yeah, you can hear when somebody's... Speaking and when somebody's preaching the word, there's yeah, sure you, you can you can discern that. Yeah, and um, I know a lot of times if I'm dialoguing about a scripture or an issue or a theological matter, um, and I'm just one on one with somebody, most of the time I'm just asking questions. So I might make a statement within asking a question, but I'm asking yeah. questions because it don't need to be what Aaron believes. Yeah, you've got to have the revelation yourself and. Um, so like when I would deal with somebody who's doing this, I'd be like, well, what do you think when Paul said this? Like, how do you interpret that? Or how do you do this? Or what do you deal? How do you deal with this text? If you believe this and you know, I just hear what they say. What one of my biggest revelation was that I didn't know anything. I'm I'm learning (laughs) that that more every day. That was my biggest revelation. You don't know anything. I don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) Just clarify that, Greg. Just clear that. (laughs) That's a good one. I see what you did there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But now, the more, the closer I get to him, the more I realize how far away. Yeah. You know, and and the more I study in his word, and the more he reveals in me, the more I realize 
how uh, how off that I I was, you know, and how uh, how just it's just him, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And if if any, you know, that, think yeah. of it like this: <laughs> Mammoth Cave. All right, so we're right down the road from Mammoth Cave. Yeah. Have you ever been to Mammoth Cave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been to Mammoth Cave. It's huge, yeah. and they're still discovering parts of it. Yeah. But at one time, one person went up to the entrance, mm-hmm. and they found the entrance. And they probably stepped 20 or 30 feet into the entrance and said, this thing is big or this thing is awesome. Yeah. And they probably thought, they probably studied that front part. Yep. And then they thought, we know it. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, wait a second. There's a little cavern over here. And there's a cavern over here. And as you keep mining, you realize this thing is bigger than I've ever imagined. Yeah, that's just worse. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's it's what I see ending. in my own life. Yeah. Like when you first get into this walk and you first get into the Word, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, I got to hang on this. And then <laughs> you keep mining and you keep finding different parts and you keep finding different caves. Yep. They're still finding parts of Mammoth Cave. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it's huge. Yeah. Well, that's a finite thing. There is an end to it. Yeah. With the Lord, there is infinite. Mm -hmm. There is no end. And so we continue to mine. And the more we mine, the more we realize there's mysteries I never realized. Yeah. Amen. And to me, I just... I'm like, I need a lot more than a pickaxe at this point. Give me a, <laughs> give me an excavator. Give me something good. I tell you what, I'll, I'm gonna stick with the pickaxe because I don't want to miss. You don't want to miss anything. The little yeah, nuggets. The little nuggets. All right. Fair know. enough. Fair yeah. enough. So, but. Yeah, because well, I, I went in. Well, we need some to use that and yeah. some to use the other, I, so we I can get the little and the. Yeah, because I when I first started, I wanted to use the excavator, just dig and dig and dig and dig. <laughs> well, whenever I did that, I missed a lot of stuff, yeah. you know. And I yeah. think that's yeah, yeah. So I'll just stick with the pickaxe and I'll just divide my time. And it's it's cr- excruciating at times, you know, because yeah. you want to know. You just yeah. you, I just want to know. I want to know, but yeah. In well, its own time, in its own season, we I've, will know. It'll I've got to agree on. with you because I encourage people who, ever since we did that thing on studying the Bible recently, mm-hmm. about three or four weeks ago, then we talked about how we got the Bible and talked mm-hmm. about some history behind that. I could not tell discussion. you. I couldn't tell you many people's come up and talked about study habits or how to do mm-hmm. it. And one of the things I tell a lot of people, and I really do believe this, is Bible study should be slow. Yeah. Don't yeah. rush it. Don't Don't feel like you... If you if you live this world, yeah, and you don't finish the whole Bible, like you you don't study everything. Like I'm not talking about you never read through it or anything. Yeah. I'm not talk, I'm talking like if I don't you, think you can anyway. I don't think you can I either. But I don't think you're gonna lose lifetime. anything. But yeah. I think if we take it slow and steady, and we really let it marinate our hearts, this is my I I think reading through the Bible in a year is a really good thing. I'm I don't yeah. but my, just to get it in you. My biggest caution. Is don't just read for reading's sake. Yeah. Let it get in your heart. Let it get in your mind. Let it renew you. And I tell young preachers this a lot um, who come to me and talk to me about stuff. Struggle with the text. I mean, really yeah. feast on it. Get in there. Let it keep you up at night. Let it keep you up thinking about it. Let it, I, I mean, drive, let the text drive you to prayer and asking the Holy Spirit, you've yeah. got to help me because I don't, I want to know this yeah. text. I want to understand. I don't want to know what just the greatest commentary said about it. I want to know the text. How many times did you pray that and then he just give it to you immediately? Yeah. Never. For me. I, for me, never. It's always, I would struggle, 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 try to figure this out. And again, it's like I just said earlier, it'd be like months later, somebody would speak a word. And that was the key to unlock that text that I was struggled with and I couldn't figure, you know. And, and that's how, uh, for me, that's how. 
that I know it's the Lord because I can't, yeah. you know, it's just like you said, I'll be struggling, thinking over in my laying in bed at night, thinking these things, you yeah. know, and, and, or doing whatever. And it's on my mind. Mm-hmm. And then somebody speak one word. And that's the that's the miss that's the key that unlocked whatever it was that I'd been dealing with, yeah. struggling with, trying to figure out, you know. Yeah. And then it, and then I go to that point and I read, and all that stuff is comes in there. Well, then what happens? Well, then there it gets me to another point. Yeah. <laughs> I think we could study day in and day out our entire life and never. Ne- I, we can't get to the end of this word. It, it's we, no. It would no, always we be mining more things out. Yeah because the Holy Spirit is revealing all things to us and bringing yeah. us into truth and yeah. remind us of all things that Christ taught. But um, if That's, you've, if you've yeah. never struggled with a text before, I almost have, I have a lot of empathy for you because it's, it's one of the most challenging but rewarding things you'll ever yeah. do when the Holy Spirit just pops and you're like, yeah. yes. But see, as a, as a teacher though, vice versa for me, when I see somebody, in the congregations listening and you just see that light bulb like pop. Yep. It's like, thank you, Holy spirit. You just revealed something to them. Yep. And, um, and so, uh, one, one listener said, I am running late tuning into the radio this morning, but I turned it on at a good time. I like your analogy exploring mammoth cave and I like the pickaxe to get the best nuggets. So we're both, Hey, he likes both. of them. <laughs> they like both of us, brother, Greg. How's that? <laughs> <That's good. laughs> See, to, this is what together as the body of Christ we can accomplish. Um, when we're together as brother Billy says, we're better together. Amen. Um, Amen. and so, but it is, it, it is, um, It's just never ending. Yeah. And the more you get into it, the the bigger you realize it is. And the more you get into him, the bigger you realize he is. And yeah. I never want to get to that point to where I was at one time. I never want to go back to that point, should I say, to where I think I got it figured out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, I want to always share what's been revealed to me. And I used to be just concrete. Like, that's yeah. it, you know. I don't think that that's edifying. You know, I, I, I just want to share the revelation that I have. And uh, if it, you know, if, if somebody, whatever, if it helps somebody, yeah, so it be. You know, but at this time, the revelation that I have, you know, if it's not for anybody, it's for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So. And after the break, I think it's worth unpacking a little bit more. I think some people feel like they have to be so concrete because I don't want to be double. Wishy washy. Well, I don't yeah. want to be um, somebody blown who's away, blown away by every wind, wind of doctrine. doctrine. Yeah. But I think to unpack that fully, in the really, he's talking more about paganism. He's talking yeah. about more like Judaizing. Yeah. He's not talking about the word being revealed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and as as believers you're going to work through the text and your theology is probably always going to be changing a little bit. I I agree. Yeah. I agree because, you know, as we grow in our grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, we learn more about him. We yeah. learn different things. And then once, when, when we come through some battle, some struggle, a uh, blessing, whatever, good, bad, we have a different perspective. And then now that we have this perspective that he's given us, we go back and we read these things from a different perspective. So then we got a different camera angle to look at it yep. and we get, you know, it's just, 
ever it's just it's it's living water spewing up sure i mean that's that's what that that well, is the living water it spews a well of water and it's not like the gospel changes that's not what no, we're talking no, no, about no, no. We, the, gospel the gospel is settled set. yeah. it's it's the essential it's yeah. it's the closed hand but the open-handed issues like you know well my what i believe about prayer we talked about prayer language mm-hmm. earlier it's changed over the years yep uh, i figured out that paul's given us some guardrails that the church I grew up in didn't give. I figured out some things about prophecy. What I believe about healing has changed. All these things. Why? Because God's unraveling and God is revealing. And it does not mean that I'm being wavering or just thing. It's that growing. I think what it is, it's, you know what it's called? Repentance. And God is establishing his church and he's establishing his bride and he's getting us into right thinking and to godly thinking. And this is repentance, renewing our mind, yep. renewing our mind by the word of God. Yep. And so um, we'll come back a little bit more talking dialogue after the break. We already answered the other question of ourselves because I can get him an answer. Um, so we'll have to do another one. What synagogue ruler believed Paul's message and w- was baptized? Did we answer that one last week? I think we said it, but I don't think we answered it. Let's do it. What synagogue ruler believed Paul's message and was baptized? 270-257-2689. We will be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network.
child going till the news was started in the garden was finished in the tomb it's our reverse the apple the curse three days in the ground christ our lord is risen death couldn't hold him A revival does two things. First, it returns the church from her backsliding, and second, it causes the conversion of men and women. And it always includes the conviction of sin on the part of the church. What a spell the devil seems to cast over the church today. A quote from Billy Sunday. Box 2 Radio Network. Welcome back into this morning, last 20 minutes or so, here on this August the 10th, 2023 edition of Mornings of Box 2 Radio. Um, don't forget that tonight is, wait a second, not tonight. What am I doing here? Today's Thursday. I was going to say man up, but it's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm last week still. When is uh, the next man up? You know, you're... August 24th. August the 24th I at need to get First that on Baptist the um, is the next man up. So that works out well because I get to announce it. Um, <laughs> and then uh, let's see here. I'm looking at the weather today. Let's see what the weather's going to do. I like being weatherman. Uh, <laughs> daily, it's going to be a high of 83, a low of 66, and cloudy. So it looks like a decent day today. Not much chance of a rain. So um, tomorrow's 87, low of 70, and partly sunny then you got some rain coming in for the next three days after that so um one listener said we should always be learning i grew up in a denomination that taught many of the spirit giving gifts had ceased so believe me when i took a pickaxe and began digging for myself i was so excited as he began revealing treasures imagine my surprise one day when in my car driving praying and out of my mouth came something completely foreign at first it almost frightened me then i began praising him i knew it had to be him decades later i'm still amazed on how he is teaching revealing he is so awesome i love that Amen. awesome stuff i love it amen um we're just going to take some pickaxes and keep unreally That's, un- digging up some nuggets. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I've got a. Well, did you have something? I mean, I was going to. No, you're fine. Go share for it. a go for little it. testimony of my own here. Share away. Uh, kind of where I got to what started my excavation of the word, should we say? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I used to, and I still do, but I I played uh, video games. And I was, I mean, these things, they ruled me. And uh, so there would be hours, like, if I was rained out, that's all I did all day, you know. Uh, and, you know, two or three in the morning, whatever. And uh, and I come to grips, the Lord revealed it to me in a service one day. Uh, I can't remember what he preached about. But it's just like, wake up, this thing has you. So I... That right, I mean, as soon as I come on, I'll put my Bible on the dresser, walked right out. I grabbed that uh, game console, walked right out back with it, laid it on a stump, and took an axe and chopped it up. <laughs> so, uh, and that's what I've done, you know. And uh, well, that's whenever the Lord, all that time that I had there, the Lord used all of that energy, the whatever, the, and, and He just stuck it in me to get in this word 
And I remember my wife, she was upset with me because it went from gaming to this one day I was 12 hours in my bedroom in a Bible. And that is not me. (laughs) If anybody knows me, you know, uh, but I mean, I was just, just taking that excavator, you know, this was whenever I was taking the excavator, not the pickaxe, you know, that's our analogy we're using. So I was just digging and digging and just reading and reading and reading. Well, I had all this in there and I didn't know nothing. I didn't know what to do with any of it. You know, I thought I had it figured out. Oh, I read this, this, what this and this and that. And I was just a mess, you know, but I thought I knew because I'd read, I spent all this time. I was doing all the, you know, the things. But since then, little by little, you know, the things that I thought I had figured out is what I'm talking about now. Somebody will speak a word, and it'll be a key to unlock something that I didn't understand or I thought I had figured one way, you know, and the Lord would reveal things to me. And uh, and all these things, uh, you know, I'm just, I just mentioned just the one day there that I sat, you know, that's just one of many uh, uh, that he is, that it's him that did it. You know, he took, he took what I was using all that time and energy in, in that gaming system. And he took that and put it in his word. That's what he did. And, uh, and since then, all that was kind of (laughs) just, I, I just describe it as he downloaded it in me. I mean, I read the things, you know, I did, but I still, I'm still, he's still processing all that in me, mm-hmm. you know, he, so it's in there. Now he's little by little, he's starting to, we're going back through and we're sifting through all this stuff that I've excavated out. Yeah. yeah now we're, I've got it in the shaker and we're sifting through it all, you know, and, yeah. uh, and that's where it's at now. And, uh, and yeah, so, well, that's it. That's 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 where I've got to where I am now. And and I, I was a real uh, mess there in the beginning because I had a whole lot of stuff that I didn't know what to do with. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, it got to start somewhere, though. Yeah. I love that testimony. Yeah. I think yeah. you need to share that more. Yeah. Because I think that's true with not only like, you know, gaming, mm-hmm. but there's so many things that, um, so many idols that the Lord, you yeah. know, wants. I, th- I was actually talking about this yesterday with TV shows. Like, I mm-hmm. was that way. I've never been a gamer, but yeah. um, I was that way with, like, TV shows. So, mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't watch, like, cable or anything, but I would find a show and binge watch it. Like, I yeah. would I would spend so, min- so much time on a rainy day or just a day yeah. that I don't have anything just sitting and watching and getting captivated by these different shows. And it actually, most of them, I've always been drawn to, like, the supernatural stuff. So like, I always wanted to watch things with like mystical, you know, I'll be honest, vampires, werewolves, all those things, because it just interests me. Like I wanted to, it just, it was, it would draw me. Like, I don't know, (laughs) but like, I just, it, the stories of it was so interesting. And then now I realize like, it wasn't like those things. I shouldn't have been filling my mom with that. But now that I'm in the word and like, and like focusing on Jesus and letting go mm-hmm. of those other idols. Yeah. He uses that like interest that I had in those things for my Christian walk. Like I'm interested in deliverance and in the yeah. supernatural of this word and the, the mysteries that are in this word. And mm. so like those desire or those like interests that we have aren't always necessarily 
wrong. It's just what are we using them for? Like we shouldn't be interested in the evil side of it. But yeah. there's mysteries and there's supernatural things in this word and in this walk with Jesus. And so that's what he like he showed me is like um, I wasn't the enemy was trying to use the things that he's put in me to draw me to the darkness side of it. But yeah. really he wanted to, he wants to use me in intercession and praying against this dark, the actual supernatural praying against those things and teaching me how to discern different spirits and how to, and, and those things are interesting to me. Like they, they captivate me because I want to know I want to know all of the mysteries that he has in this word about everything. (laughs) And so I don't know that that kind of spoke to me is like we can all have different interests and different like things that we gravitate towards. But he can use that energy that we used to put towards those and put it towards his word, (laughs) put it towards praying, put it towards um, all of these practices that we can do with him. And people like especially young people always used to say like, oh, well, I don't want to go deeper with the Lord or I don't want to like, um, walk this walk with Jesus because it'll be boring. Like (laughs) I'll have to give up so much stuff and I just want to have fun while I'm young and then I'll do it later. Yeah, I've heard that before. I don't, I don't know if you've heard that. Um, but I just, I'm here to tell people that like, it's fun. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, this is, uh, I mean, if you're just being complacent and just getting into the, the surface level of things, then, yeah, you're probably going to religi- be. Religion is boring. Religion is very boring. <laughs> yeah. But, but well, Jesus is awesome. And, yes. And, and unlike the world, he don't give you the best first. And then you just strive and strive and strive to get less, less, less like the world gives you. He gives you a little. And you want more. And the next thing you get is better than the last. And then the next thing is better than that. And everything that you receive is better than the previous thing that you have received. And as long as you don't stay in your blessing, you will continue to be blessed even more. Yeah. But you just can't hold on. You know, you got to keep pressing forward, keep pressing in, getting closer to him. And when you do that, sometimes it hurts because there's things in you that's got to come out, you know. But... When those things come out, that's just like a, a, a woman uh, uh, travailing with child. It hurts, but afterwards, when the baby's here, you know, it says it's forgotten. You know, and I think we just, I don't know, we, I just read that. That's, that's, that's fresh on my mind there. But, yeah. ta- you know, he compares it to, to childbirth, and i got to be careful because I've never done that. But <laughs> I just want <laughs> You haven't? Uh, no. I, just, I went through three of them. Yeah. Well, you know, I, uh, no, none I, of the pregnancies are that bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I ate a lot of baked potatoes during them. But, yeah. uh, but, but the thing is, though, it hurts. You know, the process hurts, but the, uh, the, uh, uh, the results yeah. are always But then once you it. get to the other side, you look mm. back and you're like, how did I spend that much time binging? this show (laughs) why did i spend this much time playing video games that literally weren't profiting like they were not profitable at all for me easy 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 and the thing about (laughs) it is one night a week for me that's all it is (laughs) well i'm not talking to you and one thing about it is see it is and it's not nothing to do with playing video games it's when they control you and you don't control them it's not the thing itself it's how did i spend that much time yeah it controlled me that's all i wanted to do i mean i still play you know on anything but it's still it's it's it no longer controls me you know i uh and and 
again, I, I don't, if anybody's out there that plays video games, you know. We're not bashing yeah, them. Don't, just, don't take me wrong here. Yeah, they yeah, are too. Just, uh, <laughs> you know, just kidding. That's just don't an example. Yeah, just don't let that, that was, it controlled me, you know. Oh, and, yeah, I, did, I know what you're talking about, 100%. Yeah. This could be social media. I mean, it could be anything. Yeah, any pick habit, your poison, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, whatever it is. Whatever is consuming your time. But the Lord has to reveal it to you. So it's yeah. not, you can't just wake up and say, well, that's what I'm going to do today. The Lord has to reveal it to Whatever you. you're you putting your energy into, because I love you use that terminology mm-hmm. Greg, you were like the energy, all that energy I had to to go yeah. and immerse myself into that activity. The Lord like transferred it into the word. Like yeah. that's such an awesome testimony. Yeah. I love it because it shows too that like the word is it's interesting. It's fun. Like once you start doing it. And oh man! It, it, once yeah. he starts revealing and you start digging into it. Yeah. yeah. Um. And and honestly, the more I think, the more the Lord sees us that he can entrust revelation and wisdom and knowledge to us, the more he will download to us. Like if yeah. we're not going to, um, you know, it's, it's not that I'm not, stu- I'm not studying to earn a degree or earn a certain level of intelligence or something. I'm studying to know him. I yeah. want to know yeah. him. And that's what I was. Yeah. yeah. And um, I've honestly, I don't study for sermons. Like, and I'm not saying like you shouldn't like, I'm, I'm saying I do study when I preach, but I'm saying like I don't open the Bible just for the intention of getting sermons. I yeah. open the Bible to know Him, and through knowing Him, I get more. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I, but I mean, I'm 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 not saying I never sit down and look through scriptures of if I know I'm gonna preach on this topic or something like that. But I'm saying I know preachers that never open their Bibles or yeah. never dwell on the Word or never think about the Word unless it's for the intention of preaching a sermon. Like you should prepare for your sermons. I'm not saying that, but. Yeah. Um, but, no, but I get what you're saying because I do think the enemy will tempt you, especially when you're in ministry, to to not go the extra mile, to not spend that extra time with him because you're already spending so mm-hmm. much time preparing for sermons and teaching people and doing these things. So it's easy to be like, all right, well, that's my time. Like, that's my Bible time. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the Lord just wants to remind us that, like, our assignment, I think Lance actually posted this on Facebook. I saw it, that our assignment can get taken away at any moment like David's uh, I think he talked about David and like he he wasn't afraid of losing that like status or the position he had like he was still going to be spending time in the secret place with the Lord yes. re- regardless well I just shared that this morning with uh, the praise team group that I was talking about uh, and I, I'll just read it, it says uh, as I asked a question ever wonder what it would be like if we spent 2.4 hours a day with the Lord I bet our problems would seem smaller if we spent 2.4 hours a day with the Lord. I wonder how hard our struggles would be. 10% is our reasonable service. That's the minimum before any offering. Maybe one day I'll get there. (laughs) You know, so I mean, 2.4 hours. If we could just spend 2.4 hours of our day, we've got 24 hours in a day, 10%. We're supposed to give 10% of our first fruits. Yeah. Well, our, our time, you know, uh, if we could give, you know, just 10% of our day, just devote that, just straight to the Lord. Wonder how much closer we could get. You know, that's something I I feel like I'm going to strive for, to give him more time. You know, yeah. uh, 10% is just the regional service. So mm-hmm. once you get over 2.4, then you're giving offerings. Yeah. You know, and, and you can't get out and give God. Yeah. So I... I like that. That's that just hit me this morning, 
and I think that's something I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to try to myself here and uh, and try to devote more time to him. And uh, I yeah. like that. And it's not saying that 2.4 has to be the set standard, but I like that because yeah. like God's been speaking to me a lot about taking an assessment of our time and like yeah. looking at honestly reflecting and being like, all right, what? How much time am I spending on? What like how much time am I really spending with you, Lord? Yeah, uh, you know, and I, I, of course, I'm here on Thursdays, and then I'm in my truck and I'm listening, and and I, you know, but I'm I'm also driving, I'm you know I'm driving the truck, I'm doing my inspections, but I'm also I'm thinking about him. But is that really me giving or am I sharing? Yeah. Am I sharing my time with him? You know, and to yeah. me, I think he's showing me that that is sharing my time with him. Yeah, he's on my mind while I'm doing it, but I think it, it could be a whole lot more personal if I can if I can get to where it's just me and him. Mm, no, I like dis- that. no distractions, no no doing a job, driving down the road, which I am so thankful that for the time that he's given me to do this. But I just it's just a new revelation to me yeah. personally to 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 try to give more. You know, wow. to more time to him. That's so good. I mean, sharing, sharing just, versus giving. Yeah, just think. I mean, how big can a problem be if if you're spending more time with the Lord? Yeah. How how bad of a struggle are you going to have if you're spending more time with the Lord? Yeah. You know, and I think you know as uh, no matter how you believe your eschatology, at the end times, the way out is Jesus. <laughs> regardless of what you, your thought process of how you're leaving, Jesus is the way. Amen. And and all points points to Him and focusing on Him and getting close to Him. So. Amen. Well, we are three or four minutes away from um, the end. The time flies by. And um, y'all are doing. It. I've been listening to everything. I've been listening to everything. Um, I listen. <laughs> You, you seem like you've been busy in there. <laughs> sometimes you get busy with certain things, and sometimes just, you don't. Um, <laughs> I was but, say, it seems like look, you're clickety-clacking and like crazy in there. Look, um, <laughs> when you got Greg and Hannah, you don't really have to talk so much. So <laughs> they, they can talk for me this morning. Y'all do a great job. So I never take, I never miss an opportunity to just sit and listen. Um, I talk enough. And so I, I agree 100%. And I think it's a joy. Like, here's what I think. I'm hearing a lot is we have to find the joy in studying. Yeah. And if, if you sit there and say, I don't read my Bible because I understand or it's boring or something like that, you're missing it. Like you to, to know him and the power of his resurrection to be that, to have that revealing. I have found a joy in the word and I have mm-hmm. found peace in the yeah. word and I have found rest in the word. And it's a blessing and an incredible joy and an honor to eat of the Word of God. Yeah. And there's times I open it up and it's just like nothing. You know, there's times that I open up my Bible and I can't, uh, I can't focus. I can't, I mean, it's all I can do to read it. And I've got this and that, you know. And uh, I mean, that those times come, you know. Uh, but just keep pressing on. Yeah. You know, just, uh, you know, if you're in that time, confess it. Say, Lord, here am I. You see me. I'm here. I'm doing this. And this is what I'm thinking. Just yeah. be real and confess what's going on. This, he, he wants you to turn to him. 
mm-hmm. in all things. Yeah. Even the little things, whatever it is, just say, Lord, here this is, in this situation, this is what I'm thinking. You see this, you know, just confess it and, and allow him to do his work in you and not try to do the work in ourselves. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if I can give a couple practical advice points that I, um, I try to encourage people to do, because first thing is if you find yourself in those moments where you open the word and you're not getting anything or your mind's thrown in a thousand different ways or something like that, um, shut the Bible for a minute. Just kind of relax, pray, um, kind of try to clear your mind. But also another really good point, too, is um, have a little notebook, like a little pocket-sized one that's just sitting next to you. And if you are reading the Bible or you're praying and the fact that you didn't change your oil comes up, just write change oil on the pocketbook and forget it because you have it written down now. And so I call it clean the bucket. Now, uh, <laughs> to empty the bucket out yeah. into a little. <laughs> and so and usually what I found when I'm really trying to get into prayer and I'm really getting into the word for the first three, four or five minutes, that happens. Yeah. Because the enemy's going to throw everything at you. And then it starts to get a little easier. Yeah. Um, and you start to, by the, you fill up a page and you'll say, I'll worry about that afterwards. Right now I'm, I'm here and I got that written down so I won't forget it. Um, and so, I don't write anything down. Um, That's my problem. Uh, I need to write more stuff down. Me too. Uh, <laughs> it helps. I yeah. told Hannah before I'm going to try to get more organized, but well, hey, I say I'll have that. time to organize. I say that. <laughs> so I've started in my journal, and I forgot to write the date down. I need to write the date down, but I started at creation. Uh-huh. And I'm writing down everything, what I believe, why I believe it, and all the scriptures on there. And I'm just going through, I'm writing all that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start in creation and go all the way to Genesis. And I'm going to write all that stuff down and I'm going to write, and I'm going to date it this way. I can come back, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be here the next couple of years, but say I am, I don't know what, you know, I can Lord look willing, at, yeah Lord, yeah, Lord willing, whatever he's got in plan. I'm good with. So, uh, you know, I can come back and read that and see if it's still the same or if I've evolved, if I've learned different or if I believe different or what have you. So I do think that writing things down is an action of being intentional. Yeah. Um, Deliberate. Yeah. Intentional about whatever you're doing. Not that your mind can't store it, but it just like it just helps to look back on. I think yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, another good morning here and talked about a lot of good stuff and. The Lord has been good and gracious, and whatever you guys are going through today, um, if you need us to pray for anything, you can text us 270-230-6337. Love to be able to pray with you and for you and stand in faith for whatever God, I mean, for whatever you're struggling, for whatever you're going through. Um, We want to believe God with you that you're going to come through. You're going to come through. I just feel like somebody needs to hear that this morning, that whatever you're facing, you're going to come through it. Amen. You're going to come through it, and you're going to realize you did not come through it alone, that you are not battling by yourself. He is with you. He is with you, and he is with you, and he is with you, and he is with you. Amen. Amen. And I love you. He loves you. Um, I'll say this. Many, many times in this Bible says, and it came to pass, and this too shall pass. It never says, and it come to stay. Not mm-hmm. once. Yep. Not one time did it ever come to stay, except for the word. It shall come to pass. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Love yes. you guys. We'll be back 7 a.m. Central Time here tomorrow on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. <laughs> <laughs>